Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Hey, it's Cormac and Saoirse here uh, on FM 104. If you've just tuned in, you missed um, an interview with a gentleman who runs a website where they will uh, they'll manage your online dating. So it's called uh, Vida Select, uh, V-I-D-A Select.com. And what they do is take the hassle out of your dating life, your online dating life. So if you're finding it a struggle, you haven't got the time or the energy to do it all, but you're still single and you are terrified of dying alone, uh, they will look after that, which is... Uh, that is up on the Room 104 podcast if you want to have a listen to it now straight away uh, or have a listen back to it if you did miss it. But seriously, seriously, is something you'd consider doing? Yeah, it is kind of because um, obviously I'd never gone on a dating site before and it was you that uh, yep. was controlling mine at the time. So I didn't really like the whole Tinder experience anyway because I kind of, you know, I'd want to be in a relationship. I'm not one for one night stands. I've told you this a million times. So something where I'm going to meet someone and they're going to match them based on what I've given them. And what yeah. you know, the kind of, it probably would have worked with you if you had gone on to this kind of a site as opposed to Tinder. You Are you saying there's something wrong with my uh, dating selecting skills? No, I don't think there was anything wrong with scumbag your selection. Scumbag. I think it was the people that were there. I think it was the options I had were limited. If, if, if you went on a date with someone, right, and after the second or third date you're getting on really well, they turned around and said, oh, by the way, for the first, like, three weeks of messaging me on Tinder, that wasn't me, that was, like, my, my dating assistant. Oh, I'd be devastated. I why, really though? Would you would. not be like, oh, don't worry about it? Would you not, kind of, you're getting on now, would, would it be an issue? Uh, like, I think it would. See, I don't mind doing it myself, but I think if someone else was doing it, I'd be a bit it's sad. A, yeah, it's like you're being duped a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I don't think I'd be okay with that. But um, if you want to whittle it down, like you said, it's so much time to, you know, message people and find out what they're like yeah. and then realise maybe after two or three days that they're absolutely horrible people and they're out <laughs> for one thing or they're weird or whatever it might be. So if you can get someone else to do all that crappy work for you, then, yeah, why not? All right. Well, listen. Uh, let us know if you ha- if you outs- would you outsource your online dating if you're fed up with the Tinder. You just haven't got the the time, energy, and effort. Because that was the one thing that I learned about going and managing your search is that Tinder, even just Tinder on its own, can be a massive amount of time. It's an admin nightmare, and you just don't have the time for it. So you know what? It, it, it's a good idea. Let us know. Would it be something you'd be interested in doing? Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Outsourcing your online dating be a bit of crack. Uh, on the way next 
if you, like myself and Saoirse, are, you know, we're, we're trying our best to keep ourselves occupied and entertained and sane while we're all in lockdown. There is a some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. There is some sort of finish line, which we've been given. The five phases were released on Friday by Leo and the government is showing us what we need to do over the next couple of weeks. We still have to obviously socially distance, don't take any unnecessary trips, but how can we do it? Well, we're after finding someone who in 1989 she spent 130 days locked away in a cave from the outside world. She had no internet, she had no Zoom, she had no phone, she had no contact, she had no sunlight. She locked herself away as part of a research on social isolation and she's going to be joining us, she's Italian by the way, she's going to be joining us on the line next to explain how she did it, why she did it and fingers crossed she'll have a, we'll ask her about a few little tips she has for people like you to survive in social isolation over the next couple of weeks because if she can manage to not speak to anyone for 130 days to not even see out the window because there was no windows inside this cave uh, fingers crossed she will have some sound sage words of advice for us next so FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Cormac and Sir here. You're listening to FM 104. And obviously on Friday we got the news of the next kind of rounds of phase, phases and lockdowns and, and lifting the lockdown restrictions. And how are you surviving in lockdown? What are you doing to keep your mind occupied, to keep yourself entertained, to uh, try and put the boredom at bay? You can drop us a WhatsApp, 087-6797-104. I suppose, Sirisha, the strangest thing that you have done would have been what, paint the walls? Yeah, I would say my DIY I've been doing lots of DIY and cleaning. I've never cleaned in my life and I have cleaned the place upside down, top to bottom. So over the weekend, that's what I spent the whole bank holiday doing. A a lot of people have done that. You know, they're trying to just keep themselves occupied by doing something in their own home. So if you are struggling, if you are finding yourself a little bit, um, I don't know, the worst for wears with the lockdown, we have someone who might be able to give you a little bit more advice, some very, very interesting insights, because this person, years ago, back in 1989, uh, spent 130 days living in a sealed cave, had absolutely no human contact at all. This is before social media. This is before Zoom. This is before Instagram. She lived in a cave on her own, sealed for 130 days. Why did she do it? How did she manage to do it? What was her head like afterwards? And uh, does she have any tips for you on how you can manage in the current lockdown situation? Joining us now on the line is uh, Stefania Follini. Uh, Stefania, thank you very much for coming on the show. How are you? Hi. I'm okay, thank you. I'm so glad to speak to you. What was it? In 1989, you lived in a cave for 130 days. Why did you do that? Well, it was a part of scientific research. I mentioned about losing track of the time, about biorhythm, so on. It was also by the NASA, different universities of the USA. For me, it was also an important experiment about research, about myself, a sort of a journey inside myself. And what did you have when you went down the cave? There was a cubicle built in a boot. And I had uh, water, of course, Mm -hmm. and some clothing. And I had many books with me and a guitar, so many dreams. (laughs) 
And I also add pencils and paper or drawing. So I spend my time mostly reading and, and writing and drawing and playing the guitar. And an important thing, kept regular training, exercise. Very important. I, I suggest that everybody does it at home. Yeah, I, th- I think um, um, myself and Sergio have done like the exact opposite. We have reduced our <laughs> exercise and increased our food. But um, Stefania, <laughs> spending 130 days in a cave, it sounds like it was to me anyway that might sound like hell but was it tough for you for the health well i actually i i made it great <laughs> i had a recent test revealed that i have normal bone density right now despite my my age of 59 at the present <laughs> actually it doesn't affect me that much it's, i think that psychological attitude is really important so i assume that it was small you weren't in a big a big space well no it was that small. I mean, my cubicle, my father was a room, something like a room, but I was alone at the time. The cave was not. That was some 200 meters long. I remember exactly some 8 to 70 meters large. Were you ever afraid? Yes, okay. <laughs> yes, well, I think it's the, one of the most frequent questions. <laughs> but yes, there is a, it's a topic, it's an issue. Many people would claim to be claustrophobic and say, oh, I could never do that. I think it is common to feel uncomfortable in small places. And I also feel that way to a certain degree. Only when I was there, I had to overcome fear or give up the whole thing. The first hours were the most difficult to, to face. I felt as if I were drowning in all my fear. So I did nothing. I rested in silence. And in silence, I let air grow so much as to cover me, like the flow of the sea. Then it just retreated like the air. And I felt somehow renewed. After 130 days, living inside this completely sealed off cave and you're there on your own. Did, did anything happen? Like, did your sleep patterns change? Yes, I had stretched my days uh, up to 48 hours. So when I went out, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't set to a normal pattern <laughs> and I spent a long time awake <laughs> like an owl. And what was it like when you left the cave after that long? Well, I, I wanted to, to meet all my friends I had missed them, of course, but I've always kept them in my heart and my soul. So I was really glad they were my game. And I wanted to, to take a long walk. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine we're all like that, aren't we? We're... Out of a cave. It's like, listen, yeah. good luck. Thank you. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, for you, right, what was what was the best thing about this isolation experiment? Well, I had the, the opportunity to make um, a long journey inside myself to come to know me better and to appreciate better the world around. And I think it's more important. I had all the time to study. It was wonderful. All the time. I'm reading. Well, I think it's putting us to shame sitting here with our internet <laughs> and, you know, being yeah. able to talk to our friends every day, eat whatever we want, you know, and think that you did that mm-hmm. for 130 days with no communication with anybody. Yeah, that's right. I had a computer in the cave, but mind, it was 30 years ago and the computer was a sort of a <laughs> very uh, basic one. I only used it as a keyboard 
Discord. I couldn't hear voice, the voice. There's no Netflix. The others and, yeah. uh, uh-huh. No, nothing. And I couldn't go to the settings find um, out the time or other other things. Like, Sirisha, would you ever spend 130 days locked inside a cave on your own? Even talking to probably more people than I would usually talk to in a day as it is, I'm losing my mind. So I couldn't. <laughs> I really couldn't. I'd end up talking to myself. I'd come out of it a totally different person. I'd be damaged. Yeah, yeah no, no, I definitely think so and, and agree. Well, uh, luckily it is actually possible uh, and Stefania has told us now and has told you that if you're struggling, it's, it's definitely doable. Uh, she spent 130 days locked inside a, a cave. No Facebook, no FaceTime, no Netflix, no nothing. So it, it is definitely 100% doable. I'm glad to hear that when you came out. Fair enough, your body clock was all over the place. I think everyone's body clock is all over the place. But uh, Stefania Follini, uh, who spent 130 days living inside a cave back in 1989, thank you so much for speaking with us this evening. Thank you. Good luck and all the best to everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you indeed. Cheers for that. Uh, we'll be sure to take on some of our words of advice anyway if you're stuck in, in lockdown. Uh, still to come, Control-Alt-Delete, a roundup of the weirdest, the best tech stories from all over the world, including uh, what Elon Musk named his baby, his seventh child, by the way. Uh, and also, hey, you might be able to lose weight from viruses transplanted via stool samples. All of that and more on the way very, very shortly. Here's Julie, but break my heart. It's F104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Quick reminder, tomorrow is going to be the next sweat session here on FM 104. So if you're looking for a guided workout from a trained professional that you can do in the comfort of your own home, all you need to do is check out tomorrow's uh, Instagram feed at 1pm when the next one will be going live. So uh, we are teaming up with the Gym Plus Coffee to do this as well. It's happening Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 1pm uh, and each session that we're doing is also in aid of the tribecharity.com so that is a charity run by young people for young people tribecharity.com for more info so we're here to try and, and keep you occupied entertained and as fit and healthy as possible during the whole lockdown period so tomorrow one o'clock on the Instagram feed at Dublin's FM 104 is our Instagram feed if you're not already following you know the deal if you already are it's all with Gym Plus Coffee an athleisure brand designed right here in Ireland with a passion to make life richer and you can find out more about them at gympluscoffee.com on the way next control alt delete we'll get a roundup you will get a roundup of the latest in the world of tech like what did Elon Musk name his latest seventh child uh, and more of the weirdest stories from around the world involving how you could lose weight from transplanting viruses from fecal matter yeah strange one that's on the way next FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. If you missed that interview with the woman who spent 130 days locked inside a cave, it is up. Um, she did that back in 1989, so no Zoom and no Netflix, no contact with the outside world at all. 130 days she lasted. Uh, it's up on the Room 104 podcast, which you can get on the usual places, so Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the places that you get your podcasts from. You can go there, subscribe, have a listen to that in case you missed it. Uh, now it is time for... Room 104's Control-Alt-Delete. Yeah, and there's a couple of weird ones. A couple of weird ones in here this evening now. Strange world of crazy science and tech. And we will kick off with the fact that a British professor, she's a professor from the Liverpool Hope University, and she works in the Planetary and Space Science Division, believes that aliens may exist on one of Jupiter's moons. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's um, all kinds of strange. And why is that? (sighs) 
Uh, she gave a speech recently uh, at an event and seems to think that there might be life forms on one of Jupiter's moons, Europa. Now, that's always the one that kind of people point to because Europa's moon apparently is very similar, similar enough to Earth as well. It has a certain amount of, they think, like water and a certain amount of uh, things in the atmosphere that will, you know, make up the conditions needed to form life. But she doesn't think they're like little alien men, by the way. You know the way, like, you hear scientists, you, you ask a scientist and you go, is there aliens out there, lads? When are we going to find little green men shooting around in UFOs? And they'll be like, nah. I think the only thing we're going to find is like a form of snot that's on a rock on the moon somewhere. <laughs> and you're kind of like, great. Yeah, that's great. She, uh, she believes, uh, and it's a bit strange why she believes this, but she thinks that the... Life forms that you might find if you were to travel out to Europa now in your little spaceship would be more like an octopus living in, in underneath the water and underneath the frozen ice caps that they have over there. Oh, that's weird. I don't like yeah. octopus. They're weird anyway, aren't they? They look like they're not real, but they are. Yeah, they do look like aliens anyway. Like, if you were to find that on an alien planet, you'd be kind of like, yeah, you kind of suit the place. This is kind of what I'm looking at. You're a little bit terrifying. You don't look like you belong on Earth. You're strange. Actually, now thinking about it, anything living at the moment, that would be the closest thing to an alien, really, wouldn't it? Like, what other animals look like aliens? Um, They don't. Or fish. To be one of those ones, what's that fish? I always thought this fish wasn't actually a real thing, but it's terrifying. You know, the deeper you go underwater, uh, a lot of the fish don't have any colours. They're nearly like see-through because they never get any sunlight in, so they don't have any pigment or whatever. But there's that fish that has like the weird antenna out of its head that has that lights up and it has this craziest looking face and the sharpest looking teeth all over the place. Have you ever seen that? No, that sounds horrible. What is it called? Is it a dangerous one? Uh, I don't know if it's dangerous, but it literally has like a little light on the, on its head that it goes around at the bottom of the ocean. Let me see. Fish with light. Yeah, look, it's listening to me. Fish with light. Yeah, it's terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. So it is called an anglerfish. Google that because it is horrifying. That an looks like anglerfish. an anglerfish. Uh, angler. So oh, A-N-G-L-E-R fish. Yeah. Oh, I have heard of that actually. Yeah. Bioluminescent bacteria that live inside the thing. Um, and it lights up. Like, I think it was on, like, Finding Nemo or one of those kind of shows where you'd think, oh, yeah, they just made that up. But no. That's a real thing. An actual real thing. Terrifying. Like, it looks like, it looks like something out of hell, actually, a different dimension. But they actually, you feel sorry for them, especially if it's, um, a a creature or an animal that's innocent and kind or whatever and wouldn't attack you and kill you. If it just looks scary. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's what this woman, Professor Monica Grady, she's over in the Liverpool Hope University and she's a, a Chancellor of the Planetary and Space Science. But she's Chancellor at the university and she works in, in that division in that area. She thinks that we're probably going to find it's something on Jupiter's moon, which is where a lot of people are pointing the finger to going. It's probably something there. She thinks under all the ice sheets that are around there, she, she kind of thinks life is right, the conditions are right for something like something like an octopus, uh, octopus? an octopus, as, as opposed to any weird... Uh, little grey men that might be floating around in a UFO. Uh, now, uh, this is a cool story as well, but something that I think is going to put security dogs out of business. Oh, no. Security dogs are the best. Yeah, well, yeah, it depends. Um, 
Uh, it depends who you are and where you're going. But obviously security dogs um, and drug kind of sniffer dogs are trained based on their scent because their scent is so powerful that, you know, they can figure out whether there's a bomb in your suitcase or whether there's drugs on you and they use them in, in airports and security places all over the world. Airbus, that big company that makes the planes, they're planning on testing out what they have developed uh, called an electronic nose. And this is why it's weird is because it's it's using biological cells in this little monitor that will be able to mimic the bob the bomb sniffing dogs. And it's obviously good news because they can maybe deploy a load of these out in different airports and they'll be able to just pick up on the scent that's in the area. But again, I worry all this automation and tech is now going to be putting dogs out of business. Ah, uh, that's kind of sad. I, I, know, I always yeah. wonder, do those sniffer dogs and those dogs trained to be, you know, security airport dogs, are they happy though? Do you ever think that? I'd say they're delighted. Yeah, but uh, like, think about it, right? Domestic dogs, dogs that you would buy to have in your home that literally you just pamper and do, like, they do nothing all day. They just get to lie around and go for a walk and do all the rest of it. Whereas these dogs are born same way as your dog is and they're made train and actually go out to work every day. Oh, but I think they're achieving something beautiful. Like, if you ever look at your dog when it's on the windowsill looking out the window, it's just pondering what have it, what has it made of its life. It's just wondering, has it wasted its entire life just chasing after a tennis ball out the back garden, stuffing yeah, its maybe. face with pedigree chum, when those other dogs are out there saving lives? They turn on the TV and they just get imposter syndrome, and your dog, which isn't <laughs> a life-saving dog, is just like, oh, I feel like crap, turn that off, will you? Yeah, I never thought about it like that now. I always thought, yeah. look at them looking at the window. They have nothing else to do. How lucky are they? Mm. <laughs> So this is what they're trying to do. This is Airbus. They're using this uh, tech to try and see if their kind of monitors can pick up on whether somebody has a bomb in their bag. And then they're also trying to see if they can develop it so they'll be able to test whether there's like coronavirus in the air. Brilliant idea. So not yeah, bad. So they, they, they might be. Now, this seems pretty difficult. So they might be able to like put these electronic sniffing devices in places and then be able to tell based on what it's picking up in the atmosphere whether or not there's a virus present. And that could obviously, I suppose, help the spread and help the tracing and help to track it down and stuff like that. So that's not too bad. Um, sticking with space again, the next story. Scientists have found that there is new ridges and new kind of mountain areas creating and cracking up on the moon. Ooh. Yeah, now a lot what of people apparently, uh, a lot of people, this is what they say from this research. So they said that a lot of people think that the moon is just dead in space, that not a lot is going on, right? But apparently there's a little bit more activity going on, on the moon that people would be led to believe because parts of its surface are changing. Uh, and they think that the tectonic plates that is on the moon are shifting and cracking and coming apart because of a massive impact that happened like hundreds and hundreds of millions of years ago. So the moon takes a hammer. And one of the things of the moon is that it, it, it attracts all of the meteorites or a lot of the comets and it just smashes into the moon as opposed to us um, but I think years ago when it, one of the massive basins and craters was made that now that's causing an even greater crack uh, I suppose like earthquakes uh, happening on the moon we well, wouldn't call it earthquake would you you'd call it moonquake moonquake moonquakes yeah. moonquakes yeah so it's not a good thing necessarily no we'll look up one day and the moon will have fallen apart and we'll be like oh, for f- oh, my god what are we doing um, 
but noises have been heard uh, from the moon as well, you know, ringing noises, large, large boomy kind of noises before. Uh, and I think part of the reason of that is obviously the reptilian shape-shifting lizards that live inside the moon, but also because of uh, some impacts, huge, huge impacts that are causing its tectonic plates to start shifting and start moving and start cracking apart. So they've spotted freshly exposed boulders at the top of different ridges right across the near side of the moon because they think on the far side, which we're not allowed to see, or we can't see, um, there was a massive impact years ago. So that was a study done by Brown University, a big fancy one on the journal Geology. So they think the impact was about 4.3 billion years ago and now it's still having uh, still having long-held impacts now and it's still kind of crunching up the surface and moving things about. So who knows? Our, our moon might fall apart. Well, I hope it doesn't. That'd be very sad altogether, wouldn't it? It would, would be a little bad. You'd kind of miss it, wouldn't you? You'd yeah, miss your slightly, photos yeah. of the moon. Yeah, you would. Um, this last story this evening is slightly strange. Now we talked about this ages and ages ago, right? There is treatments. If you have a chronic form of very, very bad diarrhea that you, you know, is lasting with you for months and months and months and for some reason you just can't shift it and the medications don't work. What they can do for you is transplant healthy fecal matter from a healthy person into into your into your bum um, and that will help you deal with the bacteria and deal with everything that's going on there. Right, so fecal transplants are actually a realistic thing. You can put healthy fecal matter with good bacteria into you if you're sick, and then wouldn't you know it? Please just do my bum, <laughs> do my bum the most. It's so relaxing. There you go, and it's science, right? So you know, you just put it in there, right? But that's generally, as I said, for for illnesses, that's what they would use these fecal transplants for. For for, for illnesses like diarrhea that people cannot get over. Now they're experimenting with transplanting fecal matter to help with weight loss. Oh. Yeah, isn't this weird? Now, <laughs> this will be the latest diet, the poop diet. What are you on? Are you juicing? Are you doing keto? Are you on low carb? No, no, I'm actually on the poop diet where I'm taking poop from skinny people and putting it in my own poop and then I'm hoping for to lose a few pounds. As with all of these things, they've just started doing this on uh, mice, right? So what they've done is they take viruses from skinny mice, right? Loads of viruses that are still active in the skinny mice's fecal matter and they transplant that into obese mice. And it turns out that the obese mice don't put on as much weight and improves their, you know, their risk of getting diabetes, improves their insulin risk. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I am so not okay with this. No? I get so weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I was wondering why. Because I, was, I, was, I was trying to figure out why in the name of God. So they're taking viruses from uh, healthy mice, healthy stool samples from healthy, skinny, lean mice. And they're transplanting the fecal matter and the viruses into the unhealthy, overweight mice. And they're showing positive results. They're losing less weight. Um, or they're losing more weight and they're lowering their risk of getting things like diabetes, right? And it's like, why in the name of God would that actually work? But... Things like type 2 diabetes, there is a link, it's not the only thing, but apparently, according to the, this research, right, <clears throat> the risk of getting type 2 diabetes is linked to an imbalance in the microbiome and uh, the, the bacteria in your kind of gastrointestinal tract and in your gut, right? And they found that some of the viruses that were, you know, that are in healthy people's stool samples, they play a role in maintaining that balance in the microbiome, right? So, so these viruses don't attack human cells, they only attack bacterial cells. So if, you know, you have too many bad bacteria in your stomach and in your colon and in other areas, that can have a knock-on effect. So if you get more healthy viruses that are going to attack some of the bad bacteria in your gut and in your colon and in all those places, that might help lower your risk of getting diabetes and help you lose weight. Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea if it works, but it's just a bit disgusting. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah. You know? Fecal transplants, you're never going to write home about that, are you? No, and you wouldn't want to tell people either. Yeah, you, and you wouldn't want to be a donor either, would you? Are you giving oh, God, blood? No. Not exactly. I have a brown card in my wallet in case anything happens, they can donate all my stool samples uh, so, to people who need them. Yeah, it's it's obviously genetics underneath it all. Uh, well, genetics and lifestyle, because um, if you're you know eating certain foods, that's going to promote certain bad bacteria and, and, and not promote some good bacteria. So the idea is that they're taking the bad, they're taking these viruses that are going to kill and destroy the bad bacteria in your stomach, which is causing an awful lot of problems and you know increasing your risk of type two diabetes and stuff like that. So uh, you know it's been around. Fecal transplants have been around for ages, and so now they're just saying, let's just take the viruses from healthy mice. Again, this has just been done on mice. They haven't done hum- human transplants with it yet. But again, stage one is mice. The next stage is to try it on humans, but to try and lower your risk of diabetes and to try and sort out your gut and the bacteria in your gut and that whole system down there, which is apparently very, very important for your overall health and weight loss. You, we may in the future be getting donor viruses from healthy people's poop. Well, I'd be interested to see if it actually does work in humans. And if it does, imagine they eliminated the obesity crisis. There was none. No one was overweight ever again. <laughs> yeah, now that sounds like a bit, you know, a beautiful idea, but I don't think it's going to work too closely like that because they do say in this study that you would still need to unfortunately change your diet and your exercise as ah, well. But it's yeah. for people who are might be incredibly obese, you know, like the, the my, what's it, my 700 pound life you know those TV shows where people are getting craned out of their house because they're so big and they're going in for surgery so um, what they're going to, going to look at initially is not necessarily for people who, who mightn't be slightly overweight or slightly obese it'll be more for on the, the morbid end of it so that people can have a, a fighting chance of re- regaining control over their weight and reversing and preventing type 2 diabetes but listen it's on the way 
Things are going to get a little bit weird um, in the next while. But there you go. If you see any... Oh, sorry. We mentioned as well what Elon Musk named his seventh child. We'll find. We'll finish up on this. So Elon Musk, the billionaire from uh, Tesla, the, one of the founders of PayPal and SpaceX, right? He, he, he separated from his wife of a few years, a while ago, and is now going out with <clears throat> um, Grimes, whose real name is, is Claire Elsa Boucher. Boucher? Boucher. Anyway, they... Uh, welcomed a newborn child today and I don't even know how to pronounce the name but they named the child X and then it's like it's a Latin name A-12 Musk so they gave it an alphanumeric name as opposed to a name like Brian or Barry or Simon yeah I saw that and like does it mean something or is it just a code yeah I'm sure it does I'm, I'm sure it definitely means something. I can't even pronounce that. It looks like either a Latin or a Greek kind of symbol. It looks like an A with an E on it. If you know how to pronounce that, I know some of those things. It's probably not Lambda or one of those things. Um, but it's a strange name. X with that A combined with an E, A-12 Musk. It looks like something you'd name how stars are named. You know what I mean? It looks like that's kind of nearly how you name a star, but it kind of looks like that. That was announced today. That's his seventh a baby, it's a baby boy, by the way. So, uh, him and his other six kids are sorted for life. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna inherit so much money, and uh, oh, they won the whole lottery. Let's see how much Elon Musk is worth, by the way. Uh, net worth? Any ideas? How many billion? Uh, I have no idea. It's in the billions, obviously. It is in the billions, yeah. Seven billion. No, thirty-seven point nine billion. Thirty-seven point nine billion. Oh my! And, and God. he's he's on the lower end of the billionaires in the world, unfortunately. I wonder if he's so rich that if you came across him somewhere, like randomly out, if you just turned to him and said, "Can I have a?" I wouldn't say a lend, but can I have a million? Like that's pocket change to him. But I don't think you understand how these billionaires make their money. It wasn't my hand in it away on the street? Going, Here you well, go. I wonder if someone had the balls to actually do that. I'm um, say they have, and he'd be just like, "Go away." <laughs> I wouldn't say well they probably have he'd be, he'd be hushing them away and go away bye 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 but yeah 37.9 billion seventh child and it's coming in what's seven into that now it's about six billion each five now, about five billion each for him he, he could keep going like is it um, who just had a baby a, a year ago was it Richard Gere and he's 70 did he yeah yeah he did yeah well no I'm pretty well, sure Richard Gere happy days yeah. Uh, cool. So well, listen. He, he could have a few years left in him. There you go. It definitely does. So, one of the richest men in the world had a seven child today, and that wraps up Control Alt Delete first this evening. If you see any other stories you think we should have given a mention to, or you would like us to give us a mention to, do let us know. 0876797104, and we will uh, give you uh, a shout out. Arbs just messaged in there in relation to our friend Stefani Follini. Stefania Follini, who spent 130, uh, 130 days inside the cave. Did she say 59? She sounds like she's in her 30s. She did sound incredibly young for someone who did, did this back. Yeah. I think she might be 69, by the way. She did this when she was about 30 back in 1989. So that was, what, 30 years ago? So yeah. she's, yeah, close to, so she is 59. Yeah, she is 59. Um, but yeah, she sounded really young. She did, yeah. She And she said she did her blood test afterwards and everything came back fine. And she, she didn't have any kind of adverse effects from doing her cave stint, I guess. So, yeah, yeah she does, yeah. Maybe kept her young. Maybe it preserved her youth for 130 days. 
<laughs> so that's what we'll be all doing. We'll be doing these retreats and these getaways, these, you know, <laughs> lockdown self-isolations uh, away from the world. Uh, but listen, that's uh, down with that sort of thing. Careful now. If you see anything else you want us to include, give us a shout-out. You can drop us a WhatsApp or uh, whatever. Those interviews, by the way, are up on the Room 104 podcast. If you want to outsource your online dating because you just couldn't be asked to Tinder anymore, there's a website for that. We chatted to the CEO of... Uh, uh, vitaselect.com and also to our Italian friend who spent all that time locked in a cave in 1989 with no streaming services anyway FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon also remember you can uh, listen and stream FM 104 in a variety of places you might be listening now on your phone or your smart speaker you can also get us on a Virgin Media channel uh, 930 so numerous ways to uh, stream and do that as well also a thousand and one euro by the way could be yours if you would like to be in with a chance of winning Winning all of that cash, which could come in very, very handy, especially for all the online shopping you're probably doing right now as well. Anyway, head on over to fm104.ie forward slash survey there and just tell us about the music that you like and that you don't like here on F104, what you want to hear more of, um, what, you, what you're fed up with. Very, very easy. You give us the opinion on the music we're playing here on the station and we will put you in the draw and could be calling you back in a week or two saying, here, congratulations, you have won a thousand and one euro. So give us your opinion on the music here on FM104. All you need to do is take a couple of minutes, head on over to fm104.ie forward slash survey uh, and you could be winning all that money. It's very, very easy. Still to come, uh, the six signs of a narcissist. Some subtle ways in which you can spot someone who is an absolutely fully-fledged, really annoying, a-hole narcissist. Uh, that on the way along with... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Remember, quick reminder, tomorrow 1 o'clock on FM 104's Instagram, even though you're losing track of all the days like we all are and the months, it's actually May. Uh, tomorrow 1 o'clock I will be doing our next FM 104 sweat session. So if you're looking for something to, uh, you know, keep yourself doing a bit of workout uh, at home, keep a bit of structure to your day, and if you would, uh, you know, like to follow along with it, it'll be up on our Instagram grid tomorrow. One, you can do it at your own time and your own uh, leisure. And, uh, you know, you don't need any equipment. You don't need to go to a gym. You don't even need to go outside. You can do this workout in your own home. We do it every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. It's our F104 sweat sessions. And the next one is up tomorrow. We're doing it with gym plus coffee and also in aid of uh, the tribecharity.com. Tribecharity.com is a website. It's a charity run by young people for young people as well. So uh, we're doing our best to try and look after... um, Look after your body, your mind, get a sweat on, release some stress. So 1 o'clock tomorrow, you can do it um, at your own leisure, but it'll be released tomorrow, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, on our Instagram, which is at Dublin's FM 104. And it's all with thanks to Gym Plus Coffee. They're an athleisure bland, bland brand, I should say. They're based here in <laughs> Ireland with a passion to make life richer. And their website is gympluscoffee.com. We're now, doing an impression of Russell Brand, or not Russell Brand, Ross... Jonathan Ross. Oh, uh, Jonathan Ross. Yeah, that's what I was doing. They're bland, uh, they're bland, and that's what we do. Yeah, Jonathan Ross. Uh, that's exactly what we was doing. How could you tell? Um, right. Uh, so, there are apparently six very, very simple signs of how you can spot a narcissist in your life. Now, I had to actually Google the exact term and definition for a narcissist. Do you know what a narcissist is? Yes, and I have come across uh, a narcissist before. And I'm not going to lie, I actually had this conversation with a friend over the weekend. It's one of the most terrifying things ever. Coming across a How do you know you're a not a narcissist? Huh? How do you know you're not a narcissist? I mean, no one knows if they're a narcissist or not, but I have the ability to know when I'm 
when I'm wrong or out of line or I, you know, I can apologize if I do something wrong. Whereas a narcissist doesn't see anything wrong with their behavior if they're acting out of line kind of thing. So, um, and that's the scary thing. They have no idea. They could be making your life a living hell and they've no remorse and they'll blame you for everything. Do you know what you, you know, are? like in a normal fight, you know, in a normal fight, if you're having a fight with somebody or a family member or a friend or something, yeah. you know, there's often times where someone's going to be a bit of a, you know what, uh, you know, that always happens. But to be able to come back and say, listen, sorry about that. Didn't mean to, I was in a bad mood or whatever. To not be able to say that and to just only see the bad in the other person. That is an out and out narcissist. You are as what scientists would call an narcissist. <laughs> Please just do my bum. Do my bum the most. It's so relaxing. <laughs> oh my God, that's genius. I'm an narcissist. That's it. There you go. Please yeah. just do my bum. <laughs> that never gets old. No, it's oh, never going to. Just I'm going to, you know, play that in the middle of the Strawberry Alarm Clocks show tomorrow morning. I'm just going to sneak here on online <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. They'll be doing like kids in the car. Please just do my bum. <laughs> they just have an absolute heart attack, like mother oh of God. Oh my God, she's such an narcissist. <laughs> uh, she's an narcissist. My God, it's giving on right. Um, oh sp- speaking of narcissists, right? I googled narcissism here. Narcissist, right? A person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of their of themselves, and it's a, it's a weird balance because I imagine you have to like be confident. All of this BS talk of self love as well is just going to lead people into becoming narcissists. So let's promote a bit of self hatred here on the show, just to balance things out. Okay, you're not brilliant, you're not amazing, you're struggling we're all miserable but we're all in it together I think there's obviously um, you know a new kind of wave of people who feel they're entitled to everything and that's that kind of person that you're talking about I don't think that's a narcissist, I think you're born a narcissist Oh do you think so? Yeah I think it's actually something like I, I think it's something chemically wrong with you inside your brain that you don't see anything wrong in, in what you do or your behaviour. See, this is it. See, if, if you had good parents, you'll probably grow up to be a narcissist because they'll be like, you're brilliant, you're amazing, you had a medal for coming last, this is brilliant. Fair you might be you. a bit of an a-hole or you might be a little bit stuck up or, not a little bit, you'd be a lot stuck up or entitled, but, and have straps and stuff if you don't get your own way. But that's just how you're brought up. That's brought up to be handed everything. But I think a narcissist is someone who... Obviously thinks they're great, uh, but can't take criticism and will give it back to you tenfold. But It's, it's funny you mention that, right? Because there's six signs, apparently, of, of narcissism, right? So if these are six, maybe they're you, but if you're a narcissist, you won't care because you think you're brilliant anyway. You're like, no, 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 I'm perfect. But maybe someone you're quarantining with right now is a bit of a narcissist. Run them by these six things, right? First and foremost, this article I found on um, online, right? says that uh, kind of the what would you say the myth around narcissists is that they use the word I or me more often than let's say you or I so they would be like I oh, did yeah. this and, and but but that's not true apparently they don't use the pronouns I or me more often than anyone else right so you got to watch out for these narcissists but apparently here are the signs of narcissism one is uh, they act like an extrovert so they can act very very outgoing and, and talking to everyone but apparently they talk very very loudly in public situations to try and draw the attention to them and and here's where it gets interesting because they can be known to use far more sexual language please just do my bum <laughs> do- <laughs> so I mean 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely all, likely. It's, 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 it's not looking too good for you here now, Saoirse, <laughs> uh, altogether. But it's funny that you mentioned as well, they are apparently incredibly, incredibly sensitive to criticism. So if you were to criticise someone, they'll explode. Like really aggressively explode and get incredibly defensive yeah. and just be just be shocked that you thought that there's, there's something I did wrong. Oh my God, they'll lose their minds. There's no... There's no help for it. Do you know that kind of way? I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if you can un narcissism someone. But do you know what? Do you know what else they're prone to do is to not show any empathy, or if they hurt your feelings, they don't care. Yeah, they're right in the end. Do you know that kind of way? Once you say sorry, uh, even if you're not wrong. And, and that's another one, apparently, they're very, very disagreeable. So, you know, there's always one or two people. You know, in your, in your group of friends when you were growing up, right, there was always that one person who just disagreed with everything just to disagree with them. Yeah. Did you ever have that yeah. person? I had a friend who we'd say, yes. like, they just lived in opposite land and that it didn't, it didn't matter. I remember, um, I don't want to reveal too much, but one friend who was just the most disagreeable person I've ever met in my life. And everything... And we, we used to kind of set up these little things where we go, why don't we all say we, we, we love this movie and see if this person says they like it or not? And we'd be all like, oh, that movie, unreal. Nah, no, don't think it was. Think you're wrong there. Do you not think it was blah, blah, blah? Everything. You would never agree with this person. They just disagreed yeah. with everything you said. And it could be so difficult hanging around with those type of people, can't it? Because you're just like, oh. And they love doing it in situations that it's really awkward, like in front of someone's parents or in front yeah, of someone at a they funeral. don't really know. Yeah, 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 anywhere. <laughs> and they'll just disagree or go against what, you know, you, if you don't agree with someone and you don't know them and you're in a setting like that, you just suck it up and say nothing. But if you go the whole other way and, you know, give it socks, it's not going to go down well. And it's really embarrassing being in that situation. Yeah, I know. So yeah, listen, they're they are the things to look at, out for, right? Uh, <laughs> no narcissism <laughs> the here, moral please. Of the, story. W- the moral of the story is we are all amazing and we are not yeah. narcissists. We are perfectly no. fine. You're perfectly fine as well. But um, if you know someone who just explodes at any form of criticism, if they're the most argumentative and disagree- disagreeable person that you've ever come across in your life, and also, are they the ones who are talking loud all the time, going, hey, everyone? I know so many people like that. Um, you know, and if they're using very provocative and sexual language, then maybe they're narcissists and you should maybe, I don't know, do you delete those people from your life and go, just, yeah, just not feeling it. But could you imagine being cooped up? Could you imagine being in isolation with a narcissist? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, there's be nothing worse. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually have this. Because it is a condition. I wonder, you know, I wonder actually, is it is it deemed a condition? Amy's after messaging in something beautiful here now this evening. Amy, what's the story? How are you? Uh, she goes, sounds like my ex. He was a quote-unquote actor, but you couldn't tell him to feck off if he was annoying me. He was God's <laughs> gift, apparently. What is it? What is it with these acting narcissists? I'm too scared to comment on any of this. Uh, Amy, are you me <laughs> by any chance? <laughs> no, it's terrible. Yeah. But like, y- you know, you come across, I've come across so many people in my life. I've gone out with loads of people in my life and you break up over various things and you don't get on with certain people. But you know a narcissist, uh, I will never forget coming across a narcissist. And I've only met, I would say, two in my whole life. Well, two narcissists. You get, a, you get Amy's boyfriend there now, you can have the whole bunch. <laughs> Jesus, like I hope, I hope they are rare. 
Um, maybe they are. Listen, if you've ever maybe if you've ever gone out or either are living with one right now, maybe your roommate or your housemate is an unfortunate narcissist or you've ever been with one and it was hell, let us know. We'll take a quick break. Uh, 0876797104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. <sighs> it's almost time to go here on, I, have to, I was about to say Monday night. It is Tuesday night and it is May already. What happened to April? I know. It actually did fly by, weirdly enough, because we were in lockdown, or we are in lockdown, and I would have thought it would have gone really slow because we're at home all day. But in a weird way, it flew by. Yeah. Um, even even when I was reading an article about uh, the woman we had on earlier on, our Italian woman who spent 130 days in a cave sealed away from the outside world. They did this experiment back in 1989 to try and see what would happen to the body and the mind to someone who was completely socially isolated. She spent about, so it was about four months Three by 39, yeah, so four months, a little over four months locked inside a cave talking to absolutely nobody. Um, but she, she said it only felt like two months. Yeah. Because again, n- nothing really happened, so time kind of went a little bit faster. Like, to me, I'm still feeling as if I were still in March. You know, a- a- April has just disappeared in the blink of an eye, and now we're in May. I know it's, 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 it's a bit weird and freaky, but I suppose it's good at the same time that we're, we're yeah. moving through it. Oh, yeah, I'm delighted that it is going fast. But I think as well it's got to do with the weather. Uh, even the even though we're not ball, going out and about, just even being able to sit in your garden, I don't know, it just makes you happier, so time t- tends to go a bit quicker. Yeah, now everyone, I don't have a barbecue. I'm starting to, to, to see what other things I can buy online. Um, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a, you know, so many houses around me now are just cracking out the barbecue, so as soon as you oh. go outside or whatever, you're like, oh my God, heaven. If you, if you look at Nobby's stories on Instagram, oh, no. all he does every single day is having a barbecue. What did he have the other day? He like shoved a can oh, of something some... up a chicken's. Yeah, oh, it <laughs> looked delicious. <laughs> yeah, a can of beer into a chicken, I don't know. Uh, it looked delicious, so anything he's cooking, I want. Uh, yeah, no, some of the stuff is, is unreal. Um, it's pretty much uh, it from us this evening. Uh, cheers for tuning in tonight. Uh, let us know, um, which is weird. Uh, part of me feels as if we should stay on the air till like 2 o'clock in the morning because everyone's body clock is all over the shop. Yeah, I know. I'm the same. Like, I no, can't not because get to sleep till about maybe 3 or 4. I uh, I stupidly went for a nap yesterday evening and then woke up at like 11 o'clock on now I'm wired and didn't get to sleep till like half five. Yeah, um, see, that's the, what happens. The only saving grace is that uh, I downloaded Call of Duty Warzone and the lads are like, oh, add us there. So the lads are now up till two or three o'clock in the morning uh, playing Call of Duty and now I'm like, well, I have to I have to stay up and play that because, you know, there's a war going on I need to be a part of. But look, uh, another thing you can do to pass the time if you've got a, a PS4, play with a Call of Duty. At least it keeps you occupied. There you go, connecting with friends in a very weird setting and a very weird situation. Um, anyway, before we go, one final word um, that's very important here, the message we want to get across here in Room 104. Please just do my bum. Do my bum the most. It's so relaxing. Sish <laughs> along 2020. Oh, what a God. freak. Yeah. I had a dream also, just quickly, um, about Diclac, you know, the cream that we were talking about that time. Um, and I was thinking, I am lacking dick. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.